Good night, everybody. This is Cantina MX Football Podcast. Today, I'm your host, Jaime Landeros. And joining me tonight is my compadre, Joel. Cule, Jaime. Lots to talk about this week. Lots to talk about this week. Jornada Once is almost wrapped up. Uh, we ha- currently have Leon uh, winning 2-0 against Pumas. They just scored minute 78 so tonight might be the fall of the uh, the team that was undefeated. Yeah, the last. The last undefeated team of the Guardianes. And, um, hey, yeah, ten, they got about... Ten games, not bad. Not bad. They were one short of tying their previous record and two of getting a new one. But I think uh, for the Puma, for the Puma faithful... This season is looking pretty good, um, and it's, I mean, they're losing to a stronger team and a team that's been more consistent, Oh, so snap. no shame in that. Yeah, I mean, Pumas were in first place um, leading up to this match uh, before, obviously, the, the uh, Jornada Once results came in, and, you know, if this result stands, they'll drop all the way to fourth, so... Uh, Which is... Which is still the yeah. direct, the the four top four qualified directly, and if we and it's it's a really um it's a really close fight from first to fourth, cause uh it's only like a three point difference. Yeah, so, I mean it's next they could recover it next week. Uh, I just wanted to point out I need to uh, own up. I think I jinxed Pumas. <laughs> I said I said on paper they could be the favorites. Yeah. On paper, we were looking at the stats, and you know the story. Stats don't always tell the whole, you know. I mean, I should say you know the saying. Stats don't always tell the whole story, uh, but they look like the more formidable foe. But I guess uh, Leon, dude, had the bigger claws tonight. Yeah, they are at home, so I mean, you have to factor that into play. And uh, you know, they they have been a, a really consistent side. Not just this season, but last season as well. Um, um, before we go they into have that record, that yeah, record, Jaime, they, that's they, right. They have the win record. Very quickly, so, yeah. uh, I kind of just want to uh, name off some of the stuff we're going to be going uh, into tonight, just for our listeners' sake. Uh, we're obviously going to cover the aftermath of the Super Clasico, which was very controversial. We'll go over the rest of Jornada Once results. And then we have a lot as far as La Selección. Uh, we have a list of players that have been in training camp and uh, some other uh, controversial decisions because of that. And uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about um, Raul and some of the players abroad. But um, I wanted to, to talk about the Super Clásico. Um, I fell asleep and it was a pretty... <laughs> Pretty terrible results, um, and Joel, you were spot on with your prediction with saying that you know Vucetich will try to just minimize the damage as much as possible, and it ended up being a one-zero victory for America. Yeah, lose, 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 uh, lose the battle to win the war, and there was this penalty, and on my well, not a penalty, but. Could have been a penalty call. Controversial uh, call, yes. Well, actually, I think controversial that they didn't call it. Yeah. 
or even or even went to the VAR. Correct. Um, but but for me, from the replay I saw, it was a PK. The player, the the America player, does get to the ball first. But I think that's not enough. I think you have to clear it. If you knock the other player down, then you at least have to have cleared the ball so that it doesn't, you know, where he doesn't have a chance to continue the play. But if you you touch the ball and 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 the ball's still there, um, then he's, he still you're still taking that chance from him by knocking him out. Uh, and I know some people are saying he didn't even touch the ball. To me, it looked like he did, but he didn't clear it. Like if he wouldn't have knocked down, um, I forgot who it was. It was uh, Antuna. Yeah, Antuna could have still, you know, grabbed it and shot at goal. Um, so I would, I would not do that as a card. But I, I think it, it should have been awarded a PK. So that's that's my take on that. Yeah, I'm not sure how you saw it. Here's the thing, and please excuse my French. What the fuck is VAR for if we're not going to use it for this kind of shit, man? <laughs> like, yo, okay, we have this implemented into the game now. This is a close call. You're not even going to look at it? Well, then what the hell do we have it for, okay? It makes no sense, man. It makes no sense. It was a close call. Someone in the comments uh, on the Twitter there was like a video that that everyone kept like replaying. It looks like there may have been contact on the ball slightly before it hit Antuna, but this is the kind of stuff that the referee needs to look out for, especially in the biggest match of the week. You know, it's like everyone's watching this game. Just give everybody the peace of mind now that we have the technology. Exactly, and and I think one of, one of the one of the things we mentioned last week. Heading into the classical was, you know, we haven't seen that piss and fire from from old classicals where players would square up, they would smack talk, they would, you know, yeah, they were just pre-game. They would, everyone was talking. Leading up to the week, with, you would have uh, Vergara talking shit, uh, trying to get bets going with with the other guys. He would even he would even do billboards. Yeah, you know, like like in in. In your nest, only our eggs and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of burns. Um, and and I haven't even heard or seen anything with like the club. Yeah. Just making a big stink about that decision. I don't know if you have, but I, I haven't seen anything. So where it's like you yeah. know, I'm Audi or Pelais or anyone saying no hey, one. What's up with Crickets. this bar? You know, like. And so, and I think that's yeah. part of it too, man. You have to because then. That's how you kind of get the, you keep a lot of the, you know, fans more heated. And for the next one, it's, it's, you know, yeah, it, it's on, it's on. It's like, you feel cheated. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to call out the Liga Mekis community in English. Yo, where, where's the fire, man? I didn't see, I, I know there's Americanistas, there's Chivistas, but nobody was trying to bet anything or talk smack. I'm like, yo, come on, man. Leading up to this. The- it was it was all everyone's being quiet, nothing happening, and then the game happens. Nothing happens after the game, um, and re- really quickly to recap the game, uh, Macias early on in the match had a really uh, clear opportunity to score the goal. It was still zero zero at that time. It was a one on one opportunity against Ochoa. He tried to go for the nutmeg, or maybe he hit the ball wrong, but it went straight to Ochoa, 
And soonly after that, uh, Gio on the other side for America uh, gets a really good opportunity, puts it in the back of the net, and that was the game. Um, and then after the game, Peralta and some other players were trading, exchanging jerseys with America and <laughs> laughing and joking around. Are you kidding me? What is happening? Damn, I dropped my mic. I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I, I dropped it. Nah, man, I, I think it's it's been a cool minute since we've had this heated heated stuff. I know Chivas is talking about they might find some of these guys because it's in their um I guess in the rules and regulations to not trade jerseys. Oh wow. Because these guys these guys didn't know. Is but I it... think this is what happens when, when you have so many players that have played aren't for both teams. Close, yeah, or aren't that close to the club because they yeah. haven't been there that long. And it's like the classical, you don't just join the club and all of a sudden you're going to have that hate. You sort of built it up, you know. And it's it's been lacking. Uh, I said it I said it a while back how the how the um America Cruz Azul had been more heated mm. and more just more intense. Yeah. With the Chivas, just because all the problems that Chivas had, and uh, and then for a while, Chivas big games were in Libertadores, man. Like, hey, sorry, sorry, we lost, we left you guys behind. We were, <laughs> we, were we were playing the big boys in South America. Yeah, uh, but but I mean that's all done. There's no Libre. Um so yeah, the, I, the 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 jersey exchange was that because of COVID or is that like a like because it's America. <laughs> No, no, because it's America. Oh, right? okay, okay. There okay. was the rule like you can't, you can't, you know, exchange jerseys because that's that's the main rival. Yeah. So I guess you can't. Ex- I guess what they mean by exchange it, they mean uh, in public. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Wait, wait till you get. Hay por escondidas. Hey, hay hay por escondidas. Yeah. Hay, hay, nos yeah, damos all these players. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peralta did re- release a, a a statement talking about how you know, the professionalism and, and all that stuff about how... And, and I, I agree with him to a large extent, but I do think for a lot of the fans that are very invested in this, yeah, certain stuff, just put it away from the cameras. Some of these guys are, are very close friends, you know? It's like wrestling. Oh, uh, you have a, You wow. have that big beef, he- you know, and... <laughs> He posted then, a, a selfie when he was playing for America with Alanis and um, Avion and uh, Ponce. So he posted that tweet yeah. uh, to t- yesterday about saying professionalism. Get out of here, Peralta. <laughs> but, I mean, you, but yeah, you, you, you're trying to sell that product. And that's why you don't want to do stuff like that. Just because because how a lot of the fans are invested, at least you want to respect that, you know. Uh, at the end of the day, is the fans mm. the part they make that club. You you lose the fans, the club disappears. Um, so yeah, I, I think uh, out of out of that respect for that, but but a lot of these guys they're they're they're, um, they're very close, you know. Yeah, no, I get it, man. 
I mean, Peralta had some of his best moments uh, at, at America, so I, I totally understand having that that friendship and connection with your ex teammates. And um, but you just don't do it on camera, and and definitely don't do it after losing and not even doing anything contributing to the game. So it's like it's all these things, it's all these frustrations. You know, the team. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Muertos, man. Peralta. We're talking about Peralta. Talking about Oribe. Talking about Oribe. He was he was he was more dangerous than uh, JJ Macias, man. He had well, the shot that could have like, tied the game towards the end. Yeah. Let me let me say this though. Remember the last dance we just recently saw, you know, just was recently released oh, yeah. and everything. And everyone forgets about how Jordan's personality was and what elevated him and his teammates to you know multiple championships. And it wasn't just like, oh, um, I'm going to be friends with my opponents, or you know, he he even made up stuff to be angry with his opponents, or and his own, or his own I, teammates too, man. <laughs> he would humiliate mentally, uh, verbally, his teammates. He, he would make, or you know, like the one example was when one guy, you know, like got a good, so you know, some good points off him, and uh, he made up that the guy said, "Hey, nice game, nice game, MJ." You know, sort of like making fun of him that you know I scored 36 points on you. And it wasn't even true. He just made it up just to fuel himself. And yeah. that's not what we're seeing here with these guys. I mean, sure, you can have friends and stuff, but you're on the opposite teams, man. Yeah. Imagine if you saw Liverpool and Manchester United players exchanging jerseys, bro. England would be burned to the ground. It just doesn't uh, happen, man. Imagine Boca sure, and, like- and, and River doing some shit like that. It, it just yeah, but- it doesn't happen, man. But I I think with Liga MX, they they left a lot of that stuff behind, you know, a lot of those hard rivalries. And it's it's another thing that we've talked about here, the lack of the lack of, you know, classicals or not just classicals, but you know, rivalries. Having like strong rivalries. Uh it's it's just it's just a constantly switching players and all of that. Having so many foreigners. There's nothing wrong with foreigners, but if you have, um, you know, I don't know if all it's these players f- that you bring from outside that didn't grow up. I don't think it's foreigners. They're not going to feel it. I think it's more about the fact that the player gets paid well and, you know, the whole like uh, being loyal to your club and having, you know, um, you know, passion for your club. Uh, that That's kind of secondary nowadays. You know what I mean? Like players switch teams like like yeah. it's no big deal. And they're, you know, it, it is because like, you know, the money is now more than it used to be. Um, you, you rarely see club loyalty with players nowadays. Yeah. No, but I'm saying before players on average would be, would stay longer at a club. So, I mean, the longer you're some somewhere, yeah. like, the more loyalty and whatnot. And so you have players that come in and they might not be there that long then it's it's kind of hard to expect certain things from them. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is official. Pumas have finally tasted defeat. They lost 2-0 to Leon. Uh, the game just ended right now. Chiquis, how are you feeling? Felt like... Uh... It felt like I was getting pawed, man. Like, you know, those cats, how they have the quick <laughs> reflexes and they just, like, swat you, like, 50, 50 times in a second. So it was like, oh, man, that, was it that bad? Offense, it's it, was, it, was, it was not relenting, man. Oh, uh, uh, man, that's, that's, that's that second goal. Run, was just the run beautiful. Through there and all that. 
Wait, was that a well, third goal? Oh, they did? No. What? Was there a third it's goal? 2-0, right? Uh, wait, hold on. I, yeah, I'm i looking at the highlights right now. Oh, 2-0? Okay, two okay. 2-0, yeah. yeah. but, but Chiquis Pumas still in fourth place, you know? Yeah. Uh, and they're still going to be there next week with another defeat. Oh. They would. Because Pachuca is 18 points. Oh, I thought you were Pumas talking smack. 22. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying they, they're still, they could still hold on to that. Oh, yeah. Because top, top four, remember, Ma- top four going. Yeah. Mathematically, straight, yeah. Mathematically, they, uh, no other team can surpass them uh, because they have 22 at least, yeah, at least, for another, yeah, for another week. For, yeah. For another week, though, that's, they're still in good standing and. I mean, to not make Liguilla, they're going to have to lose pretty much every game. I don't see that happening. Yeah. So I think Chiquis will be seeing Pumas in Liguilla. I still think they have enough in the tank. I know you said this was their this was their um, their main match for you to say, okay, this is this was like the real game. But yeah. I, but I think just this Guardianes has been pretty hectic, and we've seen some weird results. Uh, so I, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that much stock into it to say, um, I mean, I wouldn't say that they're favorites, but I also wouldn't say that they're lucky. You know, I think those are the two extremes. Uh, yeah, I got some confidence coming into, there's going to be some fun games with Pumas coming up. They got America, they got Chivas, they got Cruz Azul. They, their next um, game yeah. will be against Nicaxa, but I do remember you on the last episodes, you know, you were, you're a little bit timid about, uh, going into the Leon game, and I can see why. You know, you guys were definitely, um, you know, the. Uh, I mean, they they were the better team tonight, but you know, you guys will still make Liga, and you know, that's still, uh, that's still good. It, it, this 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 season is could be anybody's, to be honest. Yeah, and if you needed a team to bounce back, Necaxa would be the one, man. They're in last place. <laughs> are they still in last place? Mm-hmm. They are. Oh man, it sounds like they lost another game. Let's see. Uh Nekaxa. Yeah, indeed. They lost to Puebla one oh. zero. Wow. Yeah, so they're not they're not doing that good. And so that's that's and then would Pumas be at home? That would even sweeten the deal for you guys. Yeah, Pumas will be at home on Saturday the twenty sixth. Um, Chiquis are you're bouncing back, you know? Uh, yeah, but you like yeah, sure. Nakaxa is going to be a nice game, but you got to push yourself on it. You, you only you only play hard if your opponents you know hard. So I think the America game, I wouldn't you know be I wouldn't doubt if Pumas gets a good result there, or maybe a tie. Um, but especially like the Chivas, the Chivas game, uh, I expect the win from Pumas against Ooh, Chivas. Okay, 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 okay. All Wait, right. Where's this game at again? This is like one of the last games of the season, if I'm not mistaken. Right? It's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's it's one. Uh, of, it's, the Chivas game is at home. Six, uh, it, ma- match, wait, when you say home, it's it's, it's Puma's home. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah. It's match day sixteen. Right. That's that's still a year away from now. Um, and especially because <laughs> the the reason why I say that is because there was a game that was not played. I don't know if you guys know this, but Sholos. Uh, confirmed yes. 30 cases of COVID-19. What the hell's going on in Tijuana? There was some party in there, man. Some trophies level. They all went to Hong Kong, pool, probably. Pool party. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm just going to leave it there. 
Um, you guys can do your own research on Hong Kong, but um, <laughs> yeah, it looks like uh, after receiving the results carried out by Club Tijuana on the first team, the examinations indicated 14 uh, cases among the players and 16 in the coaching team and staff. So they did not play uh, this weekend. Yeah, they have a match pending. They and, were supposed uh, to play against uh, Sho- uh, Juarez. Juarez. Yeah, yeah. So and then Juarez, uh, you know, they're still they're even though they didn't play, uh, they're still within repechaje. They're in tenth place. Uh yeah, yeah. Juarez are not doing so bad. Um, not Tijuana though. <laughs> they're sixteen. Yeah, Tijuana. That team is doing pretty bad, man. It's it's a bit more was expected from them. Uh, when you look at the bottom of the table, they weren't at least at least not to finish top, bottom fourth, you know. Yeah, but they're sixteenth, only above San Luis and Necaxa. Yeah, let me go over the results really quickly. So we mentioned earlier, Necaxa continues to lose. They lost one zero against Puebla. They lost on Friday, and then uh, wait, wait, Puebla, Puebla, which are in ninth. So Puebla's been having a. Uh, Kind of like a bounce Pretty back. decent season. Yeah. No, but I mean, their season overall, not mm-hmm. much was expected from them. There hasn't been much noise. and uh, But there they are, man. They're they're like the silent team. <laughs> they're not making much noise. And then they're ninth. They're the team that could, that could surprise someone and then all of a sudden eliminate someone. And it's like, people be like, oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. They'll, they'll finally notice that the, you know, come out the power, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that same Friday, Mazatlan at home lost to Cruz Azul in a pretty entertaining match. It was 3 2. Uh, and, and the machine, they're back in first. So yeah. They're, they're the top team right now, 25 points. And uh, Chiqui's favorite player, Santiago Jimenez, uh, scored for Cruz Azul. I know you got some, some stuff to say oh, about man. Hijo de Papi. It's, it, it's almost like he sent a message to Carlos Arbor. Carlos Albert. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, he has a point. Like, people are going crazy. Like, I don't know if we were going to talk about all that, but he has a, he has a point. But uh, but I wouldn't count this dude out. I mean, he's got some... He hasn't, like, been blasting things like crazy. And, and, and it seems like Ormeño from Puebla, who scored more goals and is a Mexican. Being passed up. He did have COVID, though. We said Jimenez Mexican as well. Did have COVID. Maybe that's why he's not being. Jimenez is Mexican. Yeah. But you got two Mexicans, right? One is scoring more goals than the other. Who are you going to pick? Because he's just because he's a uh, hijo de papi. Okay. Hijo de papi or... What's the other guy's name? Ormeño, right? Chiquis. Or I talk about Henry Martin. Wait, who are you talking about? Chiquis, name, name, numbers. I, I need, I need to name. Ormeño, Ormeño. Ormeño. Goal scorer for Puebla. We've been talking about him. Yeah, like we, we were have. talking about him, Chiquis, and we were comparing him. We were comparing him to Dineno. And see, Chiquis, if you would listen to the podcast, <laughs> you, that you're a part of, you would be well educated, my boy. Because look, this dude's 26, man. We were comparing the trajectory between Ormeño and Dineno and the number of games played, and it's it's embarrassing, dude. Dineno has 
just a more solid career with Romeo. Sadly enough, he just doesn't have. And I'm not saying he doesn't have talent. And wait, and, wait. what are you talking about? Dineno. You said Romeo. Dineno, the dude from from Pumas, man. Are you serious? Who deserves huh? a call? To, I'm, I'm talking no, about who well, that's, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm explaining it. I'm, I'm explaining yeah, okay. the, the thing with Ormeño is 26 years old. Same as Dineno. And I'm saying if you compare their trajectory since, since they started playing, um, it's, it's, it's pretty embarrassing compared to the other guy. Uh, and it's, it's not Ormeño's fault, I'm going to say. It's just the way things are in Mex, which um, we have another stat we'll probably bring up later on about um, where Mexico ranks. I mean, playing time for players that are 21 and under. And so just being 26, he could just be having that one-off done really good season. Who knows how consistent he may be. So now we're talking about uh, Jimenez, the son of Chaco, you know, Santiago. He's 19. 19, I mean, he's still... 21 appearances, six goals uh, from 2017. Yeah, and so he's... He's on track to be pretty good. So if you're if you're if you're like Tata, and and you're calling in, which right now is just like observation, and and you also have an Olympics to think about, it makes sense to bring in someone like like Santiago in, and so so because yeah, yeah you, I mean you, let's you, be honest, you, dude, yeah. is Ormeño gonna beat out the, the 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 main strikers right now for? For la selección, like, is he gonna, is he really gonna get, uh, you know, like, is he gonna bench Jimenez, or, yeah, you know, even Bella decided to return. He's he's just not, he's just not. I mean, I I want him to do good because the more players we have, the better. But just because he's having this one good season, you can't just right away jump on it. Uh, I think if he shows this consistency. Maybe next season he's still lighting it up. Bring him in, you know. But for now, he could just be—he could just be having a one-off, man. You know, if uh, you yeah, you those gotta, are good points. You got to get the the trending player. You know, if he's doing if he's relevant right now, you call him up, see what he's got. Um, Ormeño has four goals, uh, but actually the Mexican with the most goals right now in Liga uh, Guardianes is Henry Martin with five. Um, uh, bringing it back to Cruz Azul and their result against Mazatlan, Jonathan Rodriguez has now become the top goal scorer with 10 goals. Uh, Gignac is now in second place with eight. And, um, Oof. yeah, I mean, we, we, we do have a lot more to talk about, but, uh, let me keep going through these fixtures. Atlas lost at home to Pachuca 1-0. It looks like they were a man down as well. So, um, no surprise, Atlas is just trash. But <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna do, man? You know, what are you gonna do? Uh, let's see. We had Tigres beat Querétaro three zero. Um, that was a pretty one sided game there. And let's see what else happened. Toluca lost to Santos two uh, one yesterday. And. Monterrey beat Atleti San Luis 2-1 as well. So there's a little bit of a shorter week because, again, Cholos uh, did not play. Um, and as of right now, the top four teams, Cruz Azul in first place with 25 points, Leon in second place after this victory against Pumas with 24 points, 
America with 23 and Pumas with 22. Um, from there, it's Pachuca, Tigres, Monterrey, Chivas. Um, yeah, so not too much movement in the table. Um, and we still have, no. what, seven games to go? Uh, so there's seven games. Yeah, there's there's still plenty I'm, of football I'm a, left. I'm gonna read this tweet that I got. It's from our our good friend Tom Marshall, and it's from uh, the Football Observatory. It says Liga MX is 64 out of 80 leagues studied by the CIES Football Observatory for percentage of minutes played by 21 year year old or younger players since the 2015 season. You're ranked 64, man, out Jesus. of 80. So, I mean, how? Dude, how? You, you, how do you expect more players in Europe? How do you expect stronger team if your, your young talent's not... 8.5% of minutes played by youngsters in Liga Mekis. <laughs> That's and dude, this is this is what it comes down to, just playing. That's all you need, playing time. Playing time, playing time, playing time. That that's how that's that's just how you're gonna end up knowing if someone's good. If you you can't give them three games and then send them down to the you know, third division or whatever to football playa just cause he sucked for those three games. These dudes need like a whole season. I I was in uh I was a few years back. I was in Argentina. I was, I was staying really close to the Huracan, uh, to the Huracan Stadium, just a couple blocks. They were in second division. I used to go and see some of the games, and oh man, those games were boring, dude. <laughs> but but uh, I would still go and see, and it it looked horrible, man. It looked it looked worse than than uh, Matias Almeida San Jose team. but you know a lot of these dudes they just kept playing them and then later on the league i think it was about two years later the league went on um they went they got promoted and they eventually made made it i think to the final of the one of the south american cups not the libertadores mercosur or one of those I know they were in the news because I think they were in in Venezuela or somewhere where their bus flipped. They were they were driving down a mountain and the bus just like crashed. Uh, I don't think it was like a tragic where they lost. But I mean, you would see that team, you wouldn't think like, man, these these <laughs> this is gonna amount too much. But but look, and and if you think about it, a big reason it's it's because a lot of those players they just kept getting played. You know, until they eventually they get good, and that's that's what we see happen. Um, you could you could look at the squad for River Plate when they play the the Libertadores final against Tigres. Tigres had the more solid squad. What did River Plate really have? They just had a bunch of dudes that had been playing together for a long time. That's the only thing they had. And I remember and this is the first time I ever seen this, where because you know usually when you're going up against South American teams, they're pretty cocky and losing, you know, they don't they don't see themselves losing. I remember having some friends from Argentina, they're River Plate fans, they were like worried. They were like they you know, they were like they were saw Tigres as a stronger team. And so 
and but but I mean that that's always been a big thing with with um if you see like South America how they're pushing so much talent. That's kind of what they do. They they just give all these guys so much playing time since they're young. They just keep playing them and playing them and playing them. I actually uh, not uh, all of them are gonna work out, but a few of them will. I uh, I pulled up the uh, the article and it looks like the number one country that is giving under twenty one's uh, minutes Estonia, Latvia, Slovenia, Slovakia, Faroe Islands. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Panama. Yeah, but oh, but making me look bad now. One but, one of the interesting that's, ones that's though. That's what they could afford. Hey, hey yeah. wait, let's let's first but, let's back it up because then but, we're gonna well, we're gonna go into how come they don't have better teams. Hold on, I'm and just. But I will say, and yeah. I will mention one, two, three, four. So uh, Netherlands is is up there. So that you know that's pretty crazy. And then Uruguay is up there. Yeah. So I mean, France, Belgium. Yeah. All these world beaters, but you know. Some of these are really small countries, right? And they and some of those leagues, they're not really professional. They're more like semi-pro, and so it makes sense because a lot of players that didn't make it, that they don't make it, like or they're not good enough to get bought out, they will just retire at an earlier age, you know, go work at the at the used car lot or or wherever they could find a job, man. But and and it's like, uh, you know, Latvia, dude, is not gonna pay you. Panama, dude, like, <laughs> Panama is like they're working part time and then playing soccer. So, and I'm not saying this to tax Mac. A lot of times, you, it's pretty true. Uh, in Mex, when they used to play, uh, they played the, the qualifiers and they would go and play like, like um, Turks and Caicos, and they used to do these like interviews with players and stuff and. And, you know, you hear the jokes, but it was true. Some of them were like like a taxi cab driver, you know, work as a taxi cab driver, and then they played in the national team. Yeah. And so, because in some of these countries, it's it's not it's not uh, professional. It's yeah, semi-pro, it's semi-pro at best, and you're not getting paid that much money. So Like Iceland. Obviously, yeah. you're filled with a bunch of young people because that's, you know, they, they don't have to take care of a family. Or, Can you imagine... Or Playing in the World Cup for Iceland, and then you know you, you're a patient, <laughs> and you you go to your dentist, and you're like, "Hey, dude, uh, didn't you just play in the World Cup?" He's like, "Yeah." I go, oh, "What the hell?" <laughs> so yeah, I just do that part time. This is my full time job, though. <laughs> the World Cup's just my part time job. You know, I'm just a part time professional soccer player. <laughs> Um, to make us feel better, though, uh, England actually ranked worse than Mexico in the uh, in that stats. So, and USA yeah. as well. So that's that's pretty interesting. The thing with England, though, is that they have a very competitive second division. Yes, sir. So I don't know if they they compare like just top leagues or or like lower tire leagues because to me, it's like when when you see why certain leagues like um. And I've seen this argument where people say, oh, there's when it comes to foreigners, um, so they say, oh, well, England, Italy, Spain, whatever, they, they got so many foreigners. Yeah. And it's true, but their second division is way more competitive. And a lot of times those those teams are filled with, with local talent, mm. uh, you know, and the younger players, especially like they'll send them. Like if Juventus has like a prospect, All right. their team is so stacked, 
they'll send him to some second division team where he's going to be a starter. So he's playing, you know, he's not going to spend a season in the bench getting just the Copa games. He will play with that team and and be like playing relegation or promotion or whatever. But I, yeah. I, I don't know if those leagues, because I'm not seeing that. I don't know if, if it's just first division teams. Uh, I think it's just first division. Um, yeah, but see, so I think if they if you were to look into a, a lot of the second ones, you'll see a lot of the younger players are in there. Yeah. Kind of segueing into La Selección Mexicana, some controversial stuff going on with FIFA. They're looking into potentially allowing players to switch uh, nation, national teams like a one-time switch, which would allow You're players sure. like Funes Mori or pu- or, or Fur- Furch, you know, players like that to to switch sides and, and play for La, La Selección. Wait, Furch? Furch, I thought, wasn't he? I thought Furch was the only thing that was his... When it was for the previous World Cup, and I think his... Has he been capped? Julio I, I Furch, Furch, he is from Argentina. I think he's yeah, he's nacionalizado, meaning he he's nationalized. I don't know if he's. Uh, I think he might just be eligible to to play for Mexico because I don't. I, I don't yeah, because think... I think his thing was that it didn't arrive on time, so I think that was <clears throat> that was it. But he's up there in age. He's thirty one, but I think for the for the for the World Cup, the one that passed, his name was you know. Yeah, he would have been. And, and I think it was right. his his. His his you know paperwork just wasn't gonna come in on time. Um, but Funes Mori. But yeah. Let's get him. <laughs> no, he's he's been making uh, the media at least I've seen making a strong push for him. And um, let's see, man. Let's see what you think he would switch. I know his brother's the more successful uh, hey, if he's, player, if right? he's not getting called, like, why not? Like, I, like these guys will want to play a World Cup. They want to be at the main stage. I think, uh, so, yeah. I, I, Ramiro, uh, his brother is, uh, I think they're almost twins. I, I could be com- confused, but they look identical. Um, he, he's, he's actually the, uh, the the more successful brother, or maybe he was. I don't know. He he's a defender. Uh, he played for Everton. He's at Villarreal now. He, he's played for Argentina. So, um, it'd be it'd be interesting to see if he would even take the bait. You know, we don't need no mercenaries. <laughs> I mean, well, he's he's been in Mexico now for what five years, going on to six. That's one of the things I'm talking about when you have players that stay long enough. And I think, like, so when you have a Clásico Regio, I could see Mr. Modi just sweating that camisa, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. I just can't see it for someone that just arrived. Um, but he's been in Mex for a while now. so I, I don't, And if he got the nationality, you know, I, I then I, I could see... You know, I could definitely see him. If there's one that we can get, let's get Gignac, bro. Let's take him to a World Cup, bro. He's exactly <laughs> the kind of player we need. He <laughs> might not get much minutes, but he would be the guy just like, you know, lining up <laughs> no, the squad. He, 
And he's got the Mexican slang now, dude. He, <laughs> if you hear him talking Spanish, he he's uh he went in, dude. He went all in. Was it was it one of his kids born in Mex? Yeah, he's got a uh, Mexican wife, and his kids will be playing for La Selección. Wait, a Mexican wife? I, I thought his wife was French. He got married in Mex. He 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 married a Mexican lady, I think. Pretty what? sure he did. Really? Pretty sure he Man, did. Man, you, you're not. It's either him or Rob Schneider, or both. No, it's Rob Schneider. (laughs) (laughs) What timeline is this, right? I I mixed them up because I know one of them's got a Mexican wife. I think think it's Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider has one. Maybe Uh, maybe his kid, I think for sure his kid was born in Mexico, though. Yeah, one of his kids. Ah, um, okay, okay, okay. There it is. There it is. Um we have let's go let's go over the list of players that were called up for national duty for these upcoming well at least for the at least the upcoming friendly against Costa Rica the goalkeepers Hugo Gonzalez, Guillermo Ochoa, Jonathan Orozco and Talavera wow going for experience there no young kids um defense Gallardo, Layun, Montes uh Cesar Montes. Uh Luis Rodriguez, Romo, Salcedo, Sanchez, Sepúlveda, Vázquez, Alvarado, Antuna, Nene Beltrán, Chávez, Córdoba, Rodríguez, another Rodríguez, Iván, uh, Pineda, uh, Jiménez, el hijo de Papi, uh Lainez, um I think the brother, not not um, not Diego Linus, uh, Macias, Martin, and Vega. So, pretty interesting list there. Um, there are two players that were asked to go. One of them was Chapo Montes. The other one was Iramir, and they both told uh, Tata Martino to kick rocks. Dang. Yeah, they're like no more selection for us. I think if you look at their age, they're up there, you know. And I think they, they know their their possibility of making it to the World Cup, is pretty slim. But I, but I do think again mentioning Olympics, you know, and they could take three three players over twenty one. I do think uh, Tata's thinking as, you know, possibility. And especially because you have, like, say you have um, JJ Mack and then you have someone like Montes that could link up well, then, yeah, you might want to take him, you know, to the Olympics. Um, but but I guess these guys are just, if they're done, man, I can't it's blame them, man. man. It's not, what? That's ridiculous what, what those guys are doing, man. Retiring? Let's hear know, it. Let's I hear know, it. I don't know about Mir. I don't know about Mir, but... Uh, uh, Chapito Montes, man, he's given the same excuse Vela did, and we had the same discussion when Vela was was doing this. These, these you guys don't, you don't decide, man. It's the coach. It's the coach's job to decide. If the coach is going to call you up, even if you're 30 or how however old you are, it's because he he wants you to call you up for whatever reason. And he's the boss, and it's an honor to play for the national team. And you don't make decisions for the national team when the coach is the guy that's supposed to do that. You're just a player. And you call, you go when you're called up, and 
he's just it just shows like he's you know he's upset he doesn't get the minutes he wants he thinks he's better it's like the scotty pippen not taking uh not going in for the last few seconds because he wasn't the one taking the shot he wants he wants his pride and he he thinks he's like a you know a star you know a starter and he doesn't want to be playing like all these you no, know i don't i don't want the minutes and he makes the excuse for the youth like all of them let the youth play chick is bella bella was in his prime these guys are at the end of their career and it takes you know the whole traveling that's 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 extra uh, days that i don't know about uh, maybe cares, maybe man. maybe chapel because he's he's 34 and unfortunately for Chapo, the World Cup that we that he was going to go to, he got terribly injured and he ended up missing it. And uh, his his uh, Guli ended up crying because uh, he lost his best friend. But the thing about it is, <laughs> it's like it, you, it's right. You, uh, what what Chiquis was saying is like, yo, it is an honor and a privilege to serve you know the country. It's kind of like the army. You get drafted, you can't just throw your draft card away. It, you have to show up. And and whether or not like whatever step of your career you're in, oh, you want to give minutes to the young kid or whatever, like you, it's not it's not up to you to decide that. It's like they yeah, that, they, they I agree with that part. They Bringing called you up for up, a yeah, reason. They called you up for a reason. Maybe it's for the experience. Maybe it's for your vision, or they you have something that fits into his tactics, and nobody else can do that. So it's like to snub the la selección is like, come on, man. What's happening to this generation, bro? It used to be. I, I, I understand this now. Just no need, no need for excuses. Yeah. You could just say, hey, "Man, I'm tired of this shit. I've, I've been doing it for years. <laughs> I'm too old uh, for this crap." You know. Yeah, man. Uh, which, hey, it's true. We don't, you know, because a lot of these guys they'll play injured, or they're carrying injuries, or they postpone. You know, might be a knee surgery or whatever. Uh, um, they miss out on a lot too. A lot of times, you know, or it's like, like it's either kids' birthdays or or kid being born, things like that. Um, and so they get to the point where it's like, all right, I'm done. I'm uh, this this, you know, this part of my life or career. You know, it's 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 already, and, and I'm ready for to do this other stuff. So I, I get it in that sense, but I agree with you a hundred percent. No need to say, um, give the youngsters a shot. You know, that's like the coach knows what he's doing. You, you don't need to say that. That's just like, that's just like a cop out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just a shift, you know, like I mentioned again with like the Chivas America rivalry, it's not there anymore because the team, the players don't, no, you know, no sienten la, la camiseta. And I feel like this, the same thing like with the national passion. team. Yeah, they like the passion. Like passion. And the, they, they disrespect the, the, the culture and the history of the club, you know, by doing that. And, they, and, the, and that's why, that's what makes Argentina and Brazil so great is not just the passion of the players who, you know, sometimes like you see in Brazil and come from very poor circumstances playing well, in the dirt. But they, but they play for their life. They play, <laughs> they play for. Is, playing dude, listen. In the third, kicking a coconut, barefoot. They're dude, playing. No, they they're do, playing man. with garbage they're bags. Dogs running into the field. They're making soccer balls out of garbage <laughs> bags they in, live the in the favelas. Favelas and stuff. In the favelas, in el, el barrio. I mean, you, you, no. you, you Carlos Tevez, man. You, you guys didn't see his thing on Netflix. I or, did see it. It's like he grew up in the hood, bro. Going to be a season two. 
Yeah, he did. It's just um, like I've been around there. <laughs> like the, and even and then you even know you even know from the fans in Argentina. Um, it's 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 no fun yeah. like going but, into but, so you're not going to wear like an opposing team's jersey into one of their stadiums. No. No, you and, can't. And get away with it. Yeah. Like in Mexico, you could probably do that. Even in Mexico, there's some danger. Well, we, don't, we don't need to be They to They sell Chivas, do, half yeah, Chivas, half America jerseys outside the stadium. It's literally half Chivas, half America jersey. They just sell them out there. <laughs> it's like, oh, your friends and stuff like that. Heck no, man. It's dangerous. You could lose your life going yeah. into this. Uh, but see, I don't, I don't think it has that, to be to that. But that's I, where I'm, I, I'm just, it does have to be to that, bro. That, so. That's where I, I actually respect Bumas because your fans are freaking crazy, man. You'll throw rocks at the bus and stuff. Like, Bumas fans are, are hardcore. I actually respect yeah, them man. for that. Are those guys actually university? Is that university students throwing rocks Good, at the bus? Is that a class, Chiquis? <laughs> is that a class? Is that a course that you can sign up for? A course. You get credits some for that? Up students. I'll, I'll, I'll admit, there's some jacked up students. <laughs> no, but you know, you know, and I'm going to bring it back to the whole under 21 playing time. Because that's, that's where it, it gets born for the most part as youth, you know? And I think... I think that's the big difference where you see it when you're mentioning all these in like Argentina and Brazil, but they have all these young players and they're going at it since, since, you know, very young. So it's, it's more ingrained and it's hard to get that when you're not really playing those games. Cause you're, you're, you're out, you know, you're out in the bench or some fourth division team somewhere. And it's it you're just not gonna develop that that same level of passion. And dude, here we see it, man. Sixty fourth out of eighty. Yep. Um, as far as abroad uh, action, uh, Wolves did lose three one today to Man City. However, Raúl Jiménez scored in the seventy eighth minute, so he's two for two, man. This guy's. He doesn't miss. Yeah, and, he doesn't miss, man. And there's still rumors that <gasps> I heard one today. Yes. Madrid. Again. Yeah, Madrid's been. Who knows, man? I don't know. <laughs> I would stay. Dude. I would stay. I'm not. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying. I I accidentally typed in. I accidentally typed in. Uh. Raul Madrid instead of Real Madrid, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean it, it. It started to pick up steam again. It looks like uh, they're they're in talks with with uh, Real Madrid's in talks with Wolves for Raul. Uh, Fifty million um, would be the. Uh, if I'm Wolves, I wouldn't. That's not enough, dude. It's not enough because I think that's what they paid. They paid like forty million, I think, from uh, yeah Benfica. Uh, yeah, and he's and he's already like your. One of your all-time greats. It would be uh, hold on to him, dude. It would be an incredible opportunity for Raúl to uh, polish Benzema's boots at Madrid. No, I'm just kidding. He would probably be. Uh, I don't know if he would be a starter because Zidane continues to you know to to pick uh, Benzema over other strikers. Well, that's his countryman. Yeah, that's his countryman. But it would oh, yeah. be uh, one of those. It, uh, a price you couldn't refuse. You you just can't say no to Madrid. You just can't do it. What do you guys think? You think he should go? 
if he had the opportunity? I don't know, man. If 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 Serra Siete was there, I would say yeah for sure. <laughs> I'd rather him go to Juventus. Really? Uh, I got oh, I got a... cut off. Oh. I got cut off right when you said there would be a price. Oh, I just said an offer you couldn't refuse. Like you know, should Raul go to? Oh, okay. okay. Should he go to to uh, Madrid if the offer is on the table? Yeah, I'm not leaving, dude. If I'm Raul, I'm I'm staying at Wolves. Don't be a statue there, man. Yeah, he's got a good thing. He's got a good thing going. It's a, it's a sure thing for so far. So, base yeah. bet. Yeah, I'm actually trying to. Although, see. like, if he go ahead, if he can get like a good uh, a good deal and talk with a coach about like some good a good plan for him, meaning sort of playing time and integration into the system. Um, imagine him being a star at a, at a big club like that. You know what? Imagine the next Hugo Sanchez. You're, you're saying yep, integration, exactly. and I think if you miss the preseason, and then what are the, you know? Uh, now it's not the time. Maybe go at the top of the season. I'm trying to see their roster. Um, but, I mean, they have Eden Hazard. They have Karim Benzema. Uh, Vin- Vinicius Jr. I mean, they have a lot of forwards, you know. Um, so, I'm not sure if Raul would even, like, break into that first side it's a big club it's the biggest club in the world and obviously Chicharito and and Hugo Sanchez have played there um completely different experiences there and I think Raul he's the he's one of the hottest strikers in the world uh why not go to the the biggest club in the world um but you know well because of the risk you know yeah just the risk that that team could buy you and then they could just not use you and it won't affect them, you know, and it's, it, it will affect your career. He's up there in age. He's what, 29 or 30. Jeez, man. Now. They have one. So it's like, they have nine strikers. <laughs> what are they going after Raul for, man? Oh my God. They have so many. Yeah that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. What for? And if you're at a club where you're like legend status and you're, you're still like scoring, you know, on a weekly basis. Like, stay there, man. Be- cement, cement that legacy, you know, because I think that's what's missing from a lot of uh, clubs in Europe, where where max players have left, you know, a mark. You have like Hugo Sanchez at Real, uh, Marquez with Barca. So it's not that many. And and the, and it doesn't have to be just with big teams. It could be with smaller teams because then uh, that's that's how you yeah end up where players are like like fans, especially from those leagues, are like oh we're getting a Mexican, oh cool, you know yeah because yeah. it's like that's kind of how it is with like Argentines and Brazilians, or it's like because so many of the players have left have left their mark. When when the fans here they're bringing someone from that yeah from a, that region a, they get pretty hyped a proven so, commodity and Mexico is still not a proven commodity just yet so 
This is uh, yeah, we're not, and I, and I try to make this point that MLS could be that league where Mexico and it's like I, I get pelted, like I get treated like the opposing team bus going into Pumas. <laughs> they start throwing rocks at me, saying why MLS? Because the more leagues, the better, you know. The more leagues means more players, more under twenty ones playing time, more of these guys going abroad. Uh, but you wanna, you wanna just have that image, that your players are are, are worth a damn, ass no yeah, matter where I you're agree. at. Same like Vela right now. Vela, I know people don't like it, but that massive record he's setting, you know. Unfortunately, um, most most Mexican players even, he's win. not even playing right now. That's why they're they're trash this season. Actually, LAFC and LA Galaxy are both uh, near the bottom of the table because, well, yeah. uh, neither Chicharito or Vela are playing right now. So yeah, they are definitely feeling their absence, and um, yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. Uh, although I I don't I have mixed feelings about the MLS. Um, <laughs> Charlie Rodriguez might be getting uh, picked up by Lazio. There was a rumor about that uh, earlier this week. Um, I actually forgot to mention uh, Nene Beltran is is struggling uh, with stam- stamina. And uh, we were wondering if maybe his career might be over because he was one of the players that had COVID and um, he's fallen out of the starting 11 and it's not because of skill level. It's because of stamina. So. And you know, the interesting thing is that um, he did get called up to the training camp, but that's just what it is. It's training camp. And I guess I can evaluate him again. This time the election medical staff and so i don't know i don't know if we're gonna see what happens i mean do they send them home yeah i don't know or is he even gonna be able to or if he doesn't get even called up that might even be a big indicator that he's not he's not all there but um Wuse did say how from all the players that got covid at chivas that Beltran is the one that hasn't been able to recover. Yeah. And I know a lot of Chiva fans are saying that that's just excuses, but I find it hard for the coach to, to like have to lie to that extent. Because at that point you're involving like the GM, you're involving like the medical staff, you know? And it's like, that's asking too many people to share on, to go in on a lie. Um, even the player, because if they were to ask the player, hey, is this true or how are you feeling? He could be like, no, that's some bullshit. You know, <laughs> that's, yeah. I'm fine. Uh, so I, I don't think he's lying, man. I I just think a lot of Chiba fans are pissed at Buse for different reasons. And they just, whatever he says, man, they're not going to, they're not going to take him as serious. Meanwhile, the MVP of the Portuguese league continuing to kill it, uh, Tecatito. Um, I just saw this crazy ass kung fu kick he did on on his last <laughs> game. I mean, this guy is in midair. He he receives the ball in midair and then he somehow manages to like kung fu kick it. It's it's pretty crazy. Tecatito's always been. Like he will be staying there, huh? Yeah. Would... There was slight rumors he might leave. Even even uh, Wolves was mentioned, but it seems like he's he's gonna be staying. Uh, and I think a big reason is I don't I don't think he has the EU passport. Yeah, 
Um, I don't know actually at this point. He's been at he's been at Porto for a while. Um, but at this point, uh, <laughs> I'll take any play any coach any 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 club that's playing Mexicans consistently in Europe. I'm all for that. You know what I mean? And if you know, don't rock the boat. You know, just keep doing what you're doing. He's doing a great job over there in Porto. Yeah, it's a fisherman's league, but look at Hector. Da, da, da. He decided to leave, go to a bigger club, and now he's he's not really getting many minutes. And I, I believe you guys shared a, a chart with me uh, about the comparison between the Selección and, and the United States uh, national team and how we have some, you know, the top players in our league and, you know, and kind of ranking um, how many players we have in those top leagues and we don't have that many <laughs> it, and you know some some i've seen some fans that's and it's usually i'm gonna say it it's the euro nut writers it's the ones that feel that just anything in europe is better the whole send them as young as possible the whole if you're in a team over there you're just gonna develop or be a better player and it's that whole mentality and it's like I've seen it many times over where the U.S. has had more players in Europe and it didn't really make much of a difference. And if you're going to talk about the U.S., their best performance in recent World Cups, they had a majority MLS team. That was in 2002. They went on to beat Portugal with the one with uh, Figo and uh, some of these other dudes. And that was like... The oh, golden man. generation. Rio Portugal Costa, they had that, Quaresma, yeah, they had... They had they had won like the under 20, like two years in a, or two two tournaments in a row, and their players were in all the top teams, and they were expected to be World Cup contenders. And man. this U.S. team... Sounds like the 2010 Mexico team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Then they went on to beat Max, too. Yeah, they Unfortunately, did. They did. They handed that 2-0 defeat. And this was a majority MLS team, man, if you, if you look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's they haven't surpassed that. They just haven't. And they've had more players now abroad, and they just can't. Same with Max. Yeah. If you look at Max, I would say Max's best run, as far as results, was from 93 to 99. You know, 93, they end up making it to the final of the Copa America. Copa America. Yeah. Day 94, 94 was when they were back at the World Cup after being suspended. They're in the group of death. They they qualify out of it, and they did lose to Bulgaria, but, I mean, it set a pretty good precedent from there. 98, again, they make it out of the group stage, and, and this is kind of where it set the trend because if we look at Max. They didn't always made it out of the group stage, mm. you know. You know, yeah. if you start going looking at some of the World Cups, like, like, um, so they were suspended from ninety eighty six was at home. So yeah, quinto partido. But then if you go back to uh, eighty two, they didn't qualify. You know, seventy eight, they finished last place. The whole World Cup, they oh, wow. just got their asses handed to them. You know, uh, so. So I mean, it's it wasn't pretty, but but from '94, it's kind of where it starts. And '94, '98, it sort of now set the trend. And then you have, uh, you know, '99, they win the Confederaciones. So I mean, that was a year where Max was just kind of on on fire, you know, on point. 
they're doing really good. And at the and time, so the majority of the team was domestic-based. Yeah, so domestic. Yeah. And if you, if you compare now a lot of these, and if you compare results and all that, they haven't really surpassed that. They haven't really done well. Done we we than won an Olympic gold in 2012, and I think and, that's about and who, it. And which was it? Wasn't it with majority domestic? I believe so, right? Yeah, there was only yeah. like two or three players, like Gio, and who missed the final, but just the majority uh, were all homegrown. So Peralta, are you telling Corona, me that like, the grass isn't always greener on the other side? It's where it's you water not, it? It's, it's, it's where it's, you water it's, it? It's, it's, I'm going to continue with, with what I've been saying. is of <sighs> so Having it, consistent playing time, it, and a lot of times it's also having players that play together. Like So you look at Spain. Oh yeah, the team that it's, that, like, it's that half Madrid, half Barca. <laughs> yeah, look at the the Germany team. Yeah, that how many were from Bayern? So <laughs> yeah. you you have players that even Chile. Look at Chile and stuff like that from from before they went to Europe. Though a lot of these dudes have been playing together. So right. that's just playing a lot and playing together. Yeah. And I mean Quinto Partido, which was uh, I believe it was Quinto Partido in '86, Max. Yep. A lot of those dudes were in Pumas, you know, with the coach uh, Bora, who had also coached Pumas. So oh, it's just okay, consistency, okay. man. You just have to be consistent and having that. Well, because I mean, if you have talent, you have talent, you're good no matter where you play, man. You, Messi's not Messi because he, he's in Barcelona. He would have been doing that. He would have been killing it just the same, man. Who, who knows? Yeah. He probably would have won the World Cup had he stayed in Argentina, you know. I mean, they got in his... His uh, what was his shots, man? His his steroids, man. But his his fucking yeah, horse and, hormones. But yeah, he's no. He... But but seriously, like like if you see some of these players, like uh, they didn't need to go abroad, like Maradona. I mean, Cuauhtémoc, man. We don't even have to go that far. Right. Cuauhtémoc was beast, man. No matter what team he played with, at what level, that dude will kill it. You don't need to go to Holland for three years to learn how to fucking kick the ball. You didn't have to go and play <laughs> all this shit so that he could be legit. But, he, dude, he did it, yeah. dude, and then... but can you agree it is nice to see some of our, our players triumph in, in the you know the biggest leagues in the world? Yeah, because it is. Yeah, because uh, Champions I... League is the top tournament. And yeah. and then, uh, but, but again, you're not playing the, you know, when, yeah. when you play like Champions League, not every game is against a top team. You know, you're going to play some Greek team or some team from Ukraine. Yeah. And shit. So it's not like every match is like, you know, this top tire that they, but they you, you know. You are surrounded by, you are surrounded by a, a completely different class of, of, of com- com- competitiveness, decision-making. Like there's a lot of things, even in training, I'm sure it's a lot more intense than it is in Mexico. So, you know, I guess like the problem is we're not doing either. We're not sending players abroad <laughs> and we're not uh, playing young players. So what the, are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing, man? Well, they change, you know, <laughs> they, they, that's when they, that's the whole thing. I mean, I'm going to reel it back in for the, they, they, they put more extranjeros. That's, that's kind of what happened. Uh, so now it, it went from, you had what, like four and then I think. I think the limit there was I like think, five. Yeah, but I think five was like the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's like they just 
blew the lid off of that. Yeah. And that's really hurt production because it's easier for a team to just, especially a team if you're like a new team, you just bring in some already known yeah. dudes than to have a You go to of... the big lots in South America and you, you go into the <laughs> bin and you see what you that, get and you... That's why... That's why I'm not... A, that's why I, I don't care so much about no relegation because if teams don't have to worry about that, you know, then you could you could just focus on on having some good local talent. You could you could give you the could, opportunities you to spend, the young kids and 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 know yeah, that and then there's spend more money yeah. on bringing a really quality foreigner. So instead of having ten foraneros, you know, foraneros that's not even the word. Instead of having uh, you know ten foreigners, <laughs> that's Spanglish, bro. <laughs> This, <laughs> that's a straight pocho man. Doesn't want Chicky's making the pot. I recorded uh, a pocho podcast today, so. <laughs> this, oh no, but my instead God. of ten, you know, yeah. instead of ten mediocre ones, dude, yeah. give me three really good ones. So I'm not against foreigners. I mean, they, yeah, but bring, but bring those, bring the quality ones, man. That are like, yeah, like like you had with Cardoso and you had with Alex Aguinaga, Pony Ruiz. Those type of like, man, you got those type of guys. Yeah, you want to see it. Yeah, there's a bunch of dudes there that you, you know, we forget. There's so many, dude. There's so many in Mex. Esta, I bet. Esta, uh... I bet the average fan doesn't even know fifty percent of them or sixty. And there's I'm being lot, generous, man. man. It could be yeah. even more that you, we don't even know. Like you mentioned someone's name. Remember, remember that African dude that got to Tigres didn't even play a game. Uh, His name was like Cahuevo or something. I, like I, sh- or something. Oh, no. See, see, I remember, man. He he arrived. He arrived with Guignac, right? Around the same time, and he he never played. They also signed a French player, another French player, and he got like I think he was injured or something. He didn't even he didn't even play. I know America had one. I know America had. I know no. Tigres brought another French player, and then the, oh. he left, and he was making fun of uh, Tuca for his antiquated. Uh, tactics oh that's right <laughs> yeah he's like this guy's coaching from like 1986 we're doing like knee ups and st- <laughs> <laughs> he got the traffic cones out there that. we're all this this- <laughs> the old heavy leather soccer balls that's stitching <laughs> we're practicing our throw-ins and shit what, what the hell's going on over here they, they gotta drink that, that the four eggs like in the first rocky movie <laughs> catching the kitchen that chickens. <laughs> what were you gonna say chickies chasing chickens <laughs> hey, go, yeah going to going to the whole youth and playing mexican players and playing all on one team and in spain and Bayern munich and all this stuff we have we have chivas who's supposed to take care of that we have santos who oh, allegedly huh? allegedly that? is supposed to bring up their youth uh and has like a good youth program pumas as well is failing in their youth so we have clubs that are supposed to be doing this. Well, Chivas well, is, I mean, is, should be the base. Like you know, look, you, no, had, wait, you should have a team that's the base. Because you just kind of like look with Chivas when they were at their best, they were the base of it, which was the um oh six two thousand six oh six yeah. So there you yeah. go. Um, and it's then happening. what's happened? Since? And then with well, because, because pretty much um, got the base right now. I mean, you got these players that are supposed to be. You got JJ Mack. You got all these people that they signed. I'd up. say should be the base. Yeah, I'd say right now, uh, players that play for Chivas that are worthy of La Selección 
JJ Mack and Alexis Vega, uh, Beltran. But again, the COVID thing has affected him. And I can't really think of anybody else. Maybe Calderon. Um, we don't even have a good enough goalkeeper. So it's like there's we're only producing like like two or three studs. Everybody else is uh, so-so. Yeah, yeah. See, you have to play, and, um, and we actually six. bought those players. We didn't even breed them. Uh, Macias is from the for the academy, but Vega isn't. Calderon isn't. Um, we're it, it, for some reason we're we're kind of losing that transition from from under seventeen, <laughs> under twenty to to the first team. A lot of these. Wait, kids... I said I said that Chivas was six, wasn't it? Or ten? I think or six was was the Atlas. The the like those players that came out of Atlas, they ended up being for a good chunk, the selection, the the base, and then you had the Chivas one. So I'm getting, might be getting the dates confused, but for a good while you did have all these dudes that came out of Atlas. You know, Borghetti, Oswaldo. You know, it's a good good group of about four or five. Uh, Guardado, all of these dudes that had come out from from Atlas, and then. Yeah, and then you had the Chivas generation, so I might have gotten a mix. It's, it's but yeah, it's kind of crazy. America's actually been doing a better job lately, you know, with Raúl Jiménez, oh, yeah. Linus, uh, Edson Alvarez, uh, and then you know, soon to be Cordoba. Uh, they're they're actually pr- the ones, ironically, putting yeah, out and, more. And, and let's see what happens because remember they they booted out Tena and they they like switching up their whole youth. They brought that guy from Villarreal, some Spaniard, to to redo their program. So let's see how that works out for them. All right, boys, we're hour and some change in. Do we have any other burning topics or, or closing thoughts you guys had? Man, that quick. Let me see. No, not really. No, no, just just to my fellow Mexi fans, don't be so scared that the U.S. has this whole a bunch of players and all these teams. I mean, I, nothing against the U.S., but that's just, it's not enough to just have, you know, the players there. We've seen it in the past. I remember Julian Green. When he was at Bayern Munich. Oh, yeah. Hyping up big time. Everyone was talking about how he was going to be destroying us. Let's and, let's go even further. Freddie Adu. I, <laughs> <laughs> but but, but uh, Freddie never really played in a big team. Uh, they had another guy. DC United is not a big team? Come on, man. Uh, big, big enough. Like Europe. <laughs> but, but not in Europe, you know. He wasn't in Europe. No, I know. But, I, dude, this was, this was like the one of the first. No, this was the first time where I heard this argument and I was playing a cascadita and I was playing with these US pochos. They were Mexicans, but they were they were US fans. And they're telling me how. Oh boy. No, all these all, all these dudes are all these uh you know, all this talent from the US they're in Europe. And they were mentioning this dude. I keep forgetting, dude. I'm gonna have to Google him. But it was this guy that, that was in Man U and he was with the youth. And he even had a really good season with the youth. He was like their leading scorer. And they were telling me how this is the next big thing. And, and you know, and nothing really happened. 
And it's kind of like right now they do have, it looks like an impressive list, but I mean, you have to be like, you have to like, to be like, if you're gonna want to start scared, these guys are gonna have to be like key players or just killing it. Just cause you're in the team doesn't really mean much, you know? Yeah. Um, mean, I, mean, I mean much the ground, you know, for, for this, for what they're getting at about, about, oh, this is ready to take over. No, you, you don't just have to be in the team. You have to be a big part of the team. I agree. Um, before we wrap it up, I, we actually forgot to do the uh, predictions for match day 12. Um, we have Pachuca versus Toluca. They're going to kick things off on Thursday. Uh, well, well, for that, my boy, my boy, uh, Champ has been doing really bad and he lost <laughs> he lost at home against Santos I believe so yep. currently in 11th position uh Pachuca's in 5th <laughs> they're, still, yeah, they're, they're still in there they're still been, got a spot <laughs> yeah but the fans have been revolting I don't know if they're revolting against the coach you kind of can't cuz this that team was trash mm. I mean they're not playing as good but they're not playing as bad as they were. Yeah. They're not getting their asses handed to them with they're not getting washed by MLS teams. So that's that's a step up, you know. So I mean let's I think Pachuca will take this. They're at home. Um Puebla versus Querétaro. Puebla, Querétaro. Well, two teams that have been, you know. Puebla uh ninth position, Querétaro, which started great and they're in thirteenth now. So, uh, yeah, and and well, I hmm. again, I'm probably gonna lean towards the home team, Puebla are hosting them. Uh, this is on Friday, so and it's it's a two point, and uh, you know, we talk about we talk about just how close some of these uh, it's two points difference. Puebla has 13, yeah, Querétaro has 11, so I mean, a win would. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, but yeah, home home team is usually the best bet. Here's one for you: Juarez receiving Atlas. Another one of those bum fights and, you you uh, had mentioned before. <laughs> <laughs> and well, Juarez is doing better than Atlas, man. Again, so, it's uh, it's what three points there. It's uh, uh, Juarez are in tenth with thirteen, Atlas with yeah, ten it points. Is a <laughs> yeah, I mean. It is. It's so crazy uh, that it's not like the Premier League where, like, you know, from 6th to 14th, it's like a crazy <laughs> gap. No, these teams are like a win away from <laughs> from doing better. Uh, from not sucking. Uh, Chivas okay. with a must, must, must win against Mazatlan. This is, if you don't win this, I want Vucetich out. Uh, they play Mazatlan Saturday, <laughs> 3 p.m. I agree that's in a must win because it's the it's like one of the easiest three points you could get. So it's one of those that you can't lose. Uh, you can't afford to lose, I should say. It's the type of team where you want to you wanna bounce back. Uh, and so, yeah. in the Copa por Mexico, uh, Mazatlan was actually, uh, they were their first official goal ever as a franchise was against Chivas. And the game ended oh. up tying. So we didn't even get a victory against them in the Copa por Mexico. And and that was at home. So um, this is a must-must-win match for Vucetic and for Chivas, especially after 
that pathetic performance against America and, and also like not taking that game serious and, and not really getting angry about losing. So this one is for the fans. I mean, you got to come back. I want to see like four or five goals against this team. I want my CS to get his goals back, his confidence back, um, and kind of steer the ship back into that and in, into that direction. Uh, cause right now, you know, you got to bounce back quickly or else you lose this game or you draw this game at home and pretty soon the press is going to start turning on Vucetic. Uh, I bet you that. No, you're right. You're right. It's one of those games that, you know, you want the team to stop looking so bad. Yeah. This is the team to beat. Meanwhile, Pumas will try to bounce back from their loss against Leon uh, today. And they're going to play uh, Necaxa at home. Um, Necaxa last place. So I, I think... Puma's got this one in the bag. I don't know if Chiki's is still on. Chiki's probably playing Fortnite. <laughs> uh, it's past his bedtime over there. Uh, then we have a really, really good game. Probably the week uh, game of the week. Uh, Monterrey versus Tigres. Clásico Regio, man. Yeah. Which, by the way, the, uh, Monterrey is still champions, right? Technically. Yeah. So they did, they, <laughs> That's uh, true. yeah, they are. <laughs> um, so this is probably the longest time it's been the same champion. Uh, Monterrey are in seventh and Tigres are in sixth. They're both tied on 17 points a piece. So, I mean, this is, uh, this definitely should be the match of the week. Um, yeah. I, and, and it's, it's, it's like you say, it's one of those can't, can't afford to lose. You must win. Uh, especially, you know, you have Tuca who said he was going to retire this season. Who knows if he might change his mind, but his season has, you know, if it's, if it's his last season, it's not looking good. And you don't want to, you don't want to leave with a classical defeat. And same with, um, with Turco, you know, he came back, he won, but then he, he crushed the team hard. And um, yeah, we won't talk so, about last know, season because last season was rough for Monterrey. They hadn't even they ended with no no victories uh, before the, oh, the before the <laughs> yeah before the season got canceled. Um, they 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 were actually doing really really bad, and they actually started this season doing bad too. But it seems like they've you know started to pick things up. And I've said this about Rayados in the past. It's like they're one of those sleeper teams. You know, you know that they're great. They have the talent. They have the team. It's just kind of like they, they whenever they want to turn it on, they'll turn it on, and all of a sudden, you know, they're they're gonna be a a, yeah, con, a contender it's, for the title. Um, yeah, it's been been the for majority of teams, it's been like that. It's mm-hmm. you know that's why these top four right now they're top four because they they've been able to stay consistent. Uh so you know, I would as obvious as that is, but but there's some of these teams that are just as strong or stronger like Tigres and. Like Portigres, Monterrey, both are way stronger than Pumas, but you know they yeah. just haven't been able to to maintain. Uh, it's going to be a good battle between uh, Funes Mori and, and Gignac. We'll see how that goes. Um, what else we got on the fixtures? We have Atlético San Luis versus León. Um, San Luis they are currently in second to last place with eight points. 
and Leon, after today's victory, are in second place with 24. So there is the gap we were looking for. <laughs> That's quite a big gap, I expect, even though Atleti being at home, I expect them to lose to uh, Leon. Yeah. The line will keep roaring. <laughs> I agree. Uh, and we will not have Cholos playing again. So the last game of the of the of Jornada 12 will be. Uh, are they calling it the Clásico Joven, uh, Cruz Azul versus América? Yeah, they think oh, that's stupid. It's just Clásico, man. No, <laughs> no reason to give names. It's just a derby, man. Mexico City crosstown rivalry. Sharing the you same know, stadium now, the right? Same stadium. <laughs> yeah, they, even though they play in the same stadium, but so, but are, it's still it's still you know. Are half uh, the virtual fans going to be on one side and the other virtual fans on the other? How do you do that one? <laughs> oh, well, big big game though, big game, and it's crazy for America, back to back, clásicos, and oh man, let's see how Piojo does against against Cruz Azul. Yeah. Tougher challenge right there, man. I, I may have lied. I might actually take back my earlier uh, statement. I think this might be the game of the week. Um, I mean, both games will be great. I, I think that uh, America has always like found a way to bully Cruz Azul, and they're kind of like the little brother that, that gets picked on. It's like, yeah, he, yeah. he might think he's the shit, but then you, you put him in his place. And uh, but you know, but but you know, one thing that we're seeing, Jaime is that Cruz Azul has slowly and quietly been leaving behind the Cruz Azuleada. You're not really hearing about it anymore. And for a good while, it was providing a lot of lulls. But it just, it's its going away, man. Yeah, you know, maybe they'll get revenge. You know, I always, when I think of Cruz Azul America, I think about that iconic final, you know, that they, they lost in the rain against Piojo Herrera. So I think like the boogeyman always, always comes out. No. And, and I think they already beat them under Siboldi. Maybe. Yeah. I think on league, on league though, not, not in finals, but I oh, okay, okay, okay. they've already handed, um, reverse the curse. <laughs> well, not reverse the curse, but at least got in that monkey yeah. off of their back, you know? Okay. Here we have, um, Liga MX, Apertura, Match Day 13, Cruz Azul 5, Club America 2. This was last year, 10-5-19. Oh, yeah. So, I mean... I, and if I'm not mistaken, in La Copa por México, I think they also got ridiculed pretty bad. Um, they... Okay, and, I think America... Yeah, they lost 4-1 uh, to... Yeah, see? Uh, this was in July, so this is, you know, the most recent head-to-head match. And albeit it was in preseason, this was like a, a, you know, one of those Mickey Mouse tournaments that Cruz yeah, Azul ended up still, winning it. Um, they and, know they have in front. Those guys, yeah. they're not, they're not going to take it. You know, like, they just have to take it serious. They just can't see it. Um, yeah. So, who do so, you, yeah, you, you who, gotta who, go back to two years, man, when they go through America v. Cruz Azul 2018, December of December of uh, December 16th, 2018. Oh, wow, 
when they when they beat them in the Apertura finals. Okay. Um. Yeah. I I I still. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think Grissom might be in better form right now. Uh, but it, you know, it's kind of like a home game for for both sides. You know, because they share the same stadium, so you really don't have an advantage right now. Um, they're not going to be traveling, so uh, it's definitely a nice way to uh, wrap up Jornada Doce on Sunday. Um, and then we don't know if this is actually going to go through or not, but there's a makeup match between Cholos uh, and Juarez that will be on a Wednesday. So um, we'll probably record another podcast before then, and we'll keep you guys tuned for for that match and for yeah, for Cholos to see. That'll be interesting. Like, yeah. did Cholos players recover? Or are they going to be forced to play with? Just whoever they have, you know. I feel like minimum you got to give them two weeks, you know. Um, you know, if you have COVID and then, you know, you got to deal with it. You you got to have at least two weeks clearance before you can go back out. In my opinion, um, so I, I'm I think it might be a little bit premature. They might have to extend it again. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, these are the fixtures that are coming up for 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 this week. And we'll make sure to keep you guys informed. Um, yeah, is there anything else, Joel, you wanted to say before we wrap it up? Nope. That is all, gentlemen. All right, everyone. I hope you have a great night. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll catch you next week. Mm-hmm.